Good morning. It's time for today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. The Flora Assembly of God has Sunday school this morning at 930. Sunday morning worship begins at 1030, including a children's service. And join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Now, here is today's message from God's Word. Good morning. It's a beautiful morning out there. It's it's uh, telling us about these fall days, and, and we're going to talk about um, harvest. Um, you know, many farmers are probably already getting in the field or getting ready to get in the field to, to get their crops out. And, and uh, so it's something to where we don't, uh, we don't really realize how much work a farmer does sometimes, you know. It, but we thank, we're thankful for those farmers. We're, um, we live in a sick and hurting world, uh, and un, you know, today, and, and we hear people crying out in many ways, uh, don't bother me, leave me alone, can't you just see that I'm busy? You know, so many times we get so wrapped up in the things of this whole world, and, and the thing is, our hearts are, are crying out in a way that you know, maybe we're reaching for something or don't really even know what to to go. But the thing is, we know that God is the one that helps us, the ones that have accepted him. And sometimes we even feel like crying and, and, and it's not always easy to go through the things that we go through. But, you know, we are supposed to be the laborers. And so we're going to go to Luke chapter 10, verse 2. It says, Therefore say he unto them, The harvest is truly great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors into his harvest. Now this is, this we know is talking about, you know, um, leading people to the Lord. It says this tells us of salvation for people's soul, the priority. That's the priority that God had when he went on, that the Lord had Jesus when he went on that cross, was to take those sins upon him so that we wouldn't have to sacrifice animals and stuff. It says for everyone who doesn't have the privilege to hear, as far as that person is concerned, Jesus died in vain. There are many, you know, the thing is, I got to thinking about this. You know, we're, we're so wrapped up in making sure that we make it to heaven. But how much more should we be reaching out to people that we see every day? What about the doctor you go see? Or what about the, the bank teller that you go see? You know, have we ever asked them, do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Have you accepted Jesus? You know, sometimes 
it was hard. You know, this is going to be hard, but sometimes when we, I mean, every time when we'd go to the doctor's office or, or something with my dad, dad would say, he'd, he'd try to uh, raise up a conversation. He'd say, do you go to church? Or do you know Jesus? You know, and I'd sit there and I'd think, that's a boldness. And, you know, you're going to make that person feel uncomfortable. Well, it's not that he was making that person feel uncomfortable. He was reaching out. He was reaching out to to make sure that their soul was ready for heaven, that they would be able to, to meet the master, to meet, you know, Jesus just as much as we do. You know, there's so many people hurting inside, and they're crying out, you know. And in church, it's our it's our responsibility to reach out to those people. It's our responsibility to um, be the light unto them, to be not criticizing. You know, so many times we can say, oh, well, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do that. And it, that isn't where salvation comes from. Salvation is accepting Jesus and then allowing that person to work out their, uh, well, that person needs to get in church first, but that that person that their relationship is when they grow with the Lord they will know what's right and what's wrong they don't need us showing them or pointing fingers you know so many times we we don't realize that we hurt somebody that has accepted Jesus more so than we've helped them because we think we know it because we've been in the church so long well sometimes we could learn a lot from uh, a newborn you know just the love and excitement that they have you know, so it's something to where we we have to reach out to those people. So it's something to where, you know, there's there's just there's so many things. There's just that's reaching to the world. I mean, we got businesses that are using different things to draw them in. I mean, if you look some of the commercials on TV anymore, I mean, they used to wouldn't even let somebody uh have a two-piece bathing suit now it's like you can advertise anything they want and and it's wrong but the thing is that's the world reaching out to the world that's that's satan trying to draw the man from that you know just like the 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 brewery industry you know they reach out in in ways oh well if you get if you take and drink this then you'll have this girl or this guy you know the thing is it's something to wear we have to be where we're not pointing fingers and, and, and really downgrading people. Now, I'm not saying to uh, agree with the sin. I'm not saying that. But you have to love people to have them to know that they have more to life than just the sins of the world. And it's, some, it's really um, something we really need to realize because the thing is sometimes we get so wrapped up in wanting to be the judge wanting to tell them what they needed to do and what not to do, and and that's not what God wants us to do. We're going to go to John chapter 4, verse 35. It says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white and all ready to harvest. There's so many people right now that are ready to be reached out to you know we've had we've had spring and summer and 
it comes and goes and and now we have the farmers in the field sowing well they're not sowing they're reaping and then um watching the rain i guess it was telling that it sowed in the in the spring and summer and then the fields become ripe and we see the farmers begin to reap and reap the grain and many times we see farmers working together to get the grain in before you know it's too late you have you have where you see the farmers working late at night even with the with the new combines they've got lights and everything but how much are we doing that how much are we seeking out you know it says for us to go into all the world to to reach the lost and the thing is church are we reaching our neighborhood are we going into the city and they know who we are? As a as a child, are we reaching our classmates at church at school? Excuse me. You know that the field is ripe, and it's ready to be harvested. There's there are the olds. I, I had a dream last night, and this is really probably really crazy. But there's there was this lady, and I don't need, I can't tell you who she was in the dream, but um, they were friends of mine. And her husband was saved, but she wasn't. And I I got ready to leave her house. And the Lord said, go back. So I went back and I said, do you know Jesus? And she goes, well, I'll accept him for my husband, which I know that maybe isn't the right thing. But the thing was, when she asked Jesus into her heart, she had a big smile come up on her face because she felt different. I know that was a silly dream, but the thing is sometimes we need to see that we live in this world and we need to reach out to people in the world that are hurting. You know, are we going to stand before God one day and say, him, him say, well done thou good and faithful servant? Or is he going to say, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. We never know when we're going to leave this world. And that's why we need to be ready at all times. We don't know if today is going to be our last day of breath or if we got everything in order. But in the same sense, do we know that that friend or that person that we go through, McDonald's or Dairy Queen, do we know that they're living for the Lord? There's a, there's a right way and a wrong way. You can make that person, you know, Know that they are loved and know that they are cared about and not that you're pointing fingers for them. So many times we we want to do it ourselves, and that's not what the Lord ever wanted us to do. He wanted us to let him guide us and direct us. Let's go to John. Again, we're going to go to the fourth chapter. And... Sorry, here. Fourth chapter in the fourth verse. And it says, And he must and he must needs go through Samaria. Then comes he to a city of Samaria, which he is called Skyar. You know, it's something to wear near the parcel of the ground that Jacob gave to his sons. I'm not sure. And he must, you know, he must needs to go. You know, somehow Jesus said, I must need to go there. I need the church world cries out. The Lord, you you know 
that the Jews have to um, they have to deal with the Samaritans. But Jesus looks beyond the color of the skin, and he he looked beyond the sin, and and he seen a life that needed Jesus. He seen a life that needed help. So Jesus cries out, "Whosoever will come and follow me," but the Lord says, "You know." It's something to where we are supposed to be followers of Jesus. And Jesus reached out to those people. You know, sometimes it's it's so funny. The things that sometimes you think are silly are the things you end up doing. But the thing is, God wants us to reach out and just show people love. He wants us to, to reach out and, and ask them, you know, hey, do you need something? Do you Are you reaching out? You know, do you need Jesus as your personal Savior? You know, a lot of times in this world, they're searching for something. So why not you be the one to lead them to Jesus where they will have peace and everything? Do we go through trials and tribulations? Yes. It's something to wear. But when we go through those trials and tribulations, we have someone that helps us. We have, you know, Jesus living within us where the world's crying out. They don't have that extra help within them. In John uh, 4.13, when we were talking about Jesus going, it says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give, he shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. You know, so many times that water that we were, you know, that, that he was talking to the lady that had committed adultery and she had, she had had four or five men that she had been with. You know, how many of us would have went and pointed fingers and said, oh, well, she's not worth anything. But Jesus did. And that's how we should be. We shouldn't be pointing fingers at anybody. We should be reaching out to that person and loving them, loving them in the church. The thing is, it's not the church that saves them. It's it's Jesus. And if they don't see the right light coming through you, then why would they want to be? Why would they even want to have Jesus living in their life? So many times we, we think we've got it all together just because we've been a Christian for so long. And that's not true. You know, we have things we have to work on daily. We have to control. <laughs> we have to control the small, smallest part of our body, and that's that tongue. We have to learn to control it. We need need to learn to to, so to speak, bite it so that you don't say the wrong words. Because the thing is, I mean, we were talking about that on Wednesday night. You know, so many times words will go out. And you can't bring those words back. You can't, something that you said, you might have not meant it harmful, but it came out that way. And so many times we need to learn to control that tongue, control what comes out of our mouth to think before we speak, so to speak. You know, sometimes we stick our foot in our mouth because we don't allow the Holy Spirit to, to help us to watch the tongue. It says, Jesus asked him, this is in John the 6 and 7, chapter 5. Let me get to that. I've, I've got it on paper, but let me get to the Bible. When Jesus saw him lie, 
He was talking. This is talking about whenever the lame man was by the the pool of Bethesda, you know, and he said, and I knew that he had uh, been now a long time in the in this case, that he said unto him, Will you be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man where the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. You know, that's where Jesus got ridiculed for doing that on the Sabbath. But the thing is, the man was completely made whole. It's something to where we can reach out to those ones round about us. We have to be that person that that is helping, not doing the job. Jesus is the one that does the job. We're just somebody that can maybe plant the seed. You know, sometimes we just need... Like the farmers, they have to plant the seed before it can even be ready for harvest. And, you know, the seed that they plant is planted in good ground. Most of the time, every once in a while, maybe it falls on a rock. But the thing is, that harvest becomes ripe and ready. And so when somebody plants a seed in a someone that's not living for Christ then someone else might come along and water it. And then somebody else might come along. And the thing is, then they're ready for that harvest to, to be when God leads them to, to you or to whoever. So, you know, we need to make sure that we reach out to people and that we are ready to be laborers in the field and not just where we want to sit back and say, well, I got my ticket to heaven. Well, you might have your ticket to heaven, but you're supposed to be taking a whole lot of people with you. It says, you know, we all know this scripture. We all could quote it probably forwards and backwards. And that's John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The thing is, Jesus made it so simple for you to accept Jesus. There's another scripture that talks about, and it says, To believe on the Lord Jesus, and ye shall be saved. Are they, th- are they things that you need to do after that? Yes. You need to get in church. You need to get in a, a church that's preaching the word, that's, that's, you know, and you need to get in the word and read the word. So it's something to where it's not just left up to us. It's, it's, it's something to where it's your responsibility, too, after you accepted Jesus. But there's going to be there somebody to help you along the way. Lord, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said that if we ask anything in, in your name, it shall be done according to your word. Lord, that's what we miss sometimes. We don't pray according to your word. But, Lord, we love you and we praise you. And, Lord, I just ask you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, if there's somebody out there that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, that they will just say, Jesus, please come into my heart. Please forgive me of my sins. Please, Lord, I want to do better. I want to start living for you.
Lord, I just ask you, Lord, that we'll get in a church that's preaching your word and teaching. And Lord, that we will end up growing stronger and stronger in you. Lord, that we might reach others for you. Lord, I ask you to bless each listener today. I ask you, Lord, to help them to have a good day today. And Lord, to go with them. Lord, I pray for them if they're not feeling well, dear God, that you'll reach out to them and, and give them the strength that they need to, to and, or heal, and heal them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, the name that's above everything, the name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to today's message from the Flora Assembly of God at 730 Seminary Street in Flora. Sunday school is at 930 this morning and Sunday morning worship service, including a children's sermon, begins at 1030. Join them for Wednesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Have a blessed day. In the name of the Lord.